Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 154. We won't scam you much. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and we are here to help you tech better. Uh, I know we are excited today. We've got some good, bad, and ugly from Facebook. We've got some Verizon news, all kinds of good stuff, some in, very interesting stories.、Um, we're not going to be driving much longer, all this good stuff. Here with me, as always, Mr. Dave Baylor. I was, I was beginning to wonder if I was going to be on today's episode <laughs>、yes. with all this great tech news and stories. We don't have time to bring Dave into the <laughs> podcast this week. Thank you for being here, Dave, but、yeah. I'm just going to do all the talking. All right. See you later, folks.、Uh, a couple tech stories. The first one, I do want to thank everybody for the condolences.、Uh, my 93 year old grandfather,、mm-hmm. World War II veteran, passed away、uh, this last week. A big, long life full of history. Uh, family, fun, great guy. Yep. Sorry to hear that, Nate. Yep. And、uh, he, mid 80s, he got his first computer. And all of you out there, there is no excuse because、no. he was a problem solver. He would figure out how to fix stuff. And he would call me and say, My computer's doing this weird thing. Leave me a voicemail. I、yeah. don't really know how to log into this or it's acting kind of weird. And then I'd call him back and he goes, Well, you know what? I think I fixed it. I got out my book with a thousand and one. Computer <laughs> fixes, which、yeah. I am sticking claim on that book. Yeah.、Uh, but great so, guy. So tell me this. So 13 years ago, if my math is correct, he got his first computer. And that's great. He, he had, so he was a veteran, com- not only in combat, but of computer use. Yeah. Up, yeah. up until recently. 13、yeah. years of computer. That's great. That's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty born good. in 1925. Wow. To give you a little perspective.、Um, that's so、great. yeah. I will, I will try to get a hold of that book. That might be a new segment to go、yeah. through and read some of that stuff because、yeah. it's pretty fun. Great.、Uh, good, good stuff. Second, it happened again, Dave. What's that? My neighbors called me.、Mm-hmm. They're younger than I am. Your dog pooped in their yard again. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Not this time.、Uh, okay. But they're younger than you. Younger than us. They're、um, a couple. Really nice people, really great. We have a good time with them.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and they watch Isla sometimes and we hang out. But, anyways, the gentleman calls me and I had never talked to him on the phone. I didn't have his phone number. He、right. was just in passing all the time. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I figured I'd give you a call. You're a computer pro. We got. Uh, she was using her laptop today and it came up with this message saying we needed to call Microsoft support. She couldn't get rid of the message. So we call the phone number. We're talking to this person. He had kind of come into the room. They're added、mm-hmm. on speakerphone and he's actually in car sales. Okay. So he knows sales and he, so it was very funny to hear his perspective on this.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, Total scam, one of these support scams. Yeah. The interesting thing, so they wanted me to make sure everything was okay. They had talked to another friend as well. When I was coming home later, I said, I'll come over, I'll check things out. You know, similar story to when my aunt went through the same thing. Hers,、mm-hmm. they locked the computer. Right. With theirs, everything kind of seemed fine. They talked to him for a while. He got connected into their computer. Yeah, you should never let someone do that. And so he's. 
and he's got this sales pitch that is, you know, I'm a Microsoft level three support. I, you know, we're doing this. You have this problem. We need to, oh, you have McAfee. We need to uninstall that. Let's yeah. install this <laughs> AdGuard software, which is a well-reviewed software. Yeah. So they're making it so good. He did have an Indian accent, which is common yeah. in support, but he was very well spoken. Yeah. He knew everything. He's typing up these notes as he goes, which I actually have a picture of. I took a picture of their, the notes because he actually printed it off and he's like, he put turned on Microsoft Security Essentials, and he's like, "Man, it sounds legit." He's like, "But you have, you know, these infections, so we need to." Here's what we're we're offering you today. It was like a four or an eight year warranty. Uh, it was like three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars for the eight year. He had this whole spiel about how in eight years. Um, the government is going to change how this stuff works. So you really need this protection for eight years and then you'll be fine. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to be using this computer in eight years. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Well, yes. But he, they were saying he spoke so fast and answered every question so well that they were just like, but this seems so legit. Mm-hmm. And they get to the end and he's like, wait a second. You know, once it gets to the payment, which is where my aunt did the same thing. Yeah. So I looked at the computer, I ran scans, I li- looked at root kits, malware, all that different stuff. I looked at the event logs, checked everything. It looks like he had basically uninstalled McAfee. He also pulled up the Windows temp folder and was like, oh, we need to delete all these files, which is a perfectly fine thing to delete. But if you don't know computers, you're like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Did all this stuff. And then they just ended it. So we checked their network. We checked to make sure everything. Hmm. And uh, I Sounds was, like they got some free tech support. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I was very confident in this specific case that they were just after either a somewhat legit, hey, we're going to give you this warranty that they definitely yeah. didn't need, which him with the car sales, he's like, I do this every day yeah. on upselling selling people on the warranties and the different add-ons and everything. Yeah. He's like, I see right through this. But just another great warning at it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And he would say, he was like, well, you called me. If it was a scam, I would have called you. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yes, this message on the computer. So I showed them, here's the pro tip. If one of those blaring messages comes up on your screen, you can't do anything. If you go hit the Control-Alt-Delete on a Windows computer, it'll bring up, you can bring up the task manager. Right. It's a little box that shows all the tasks that are running. Yeah, the all moment. the applications. And then you can select whichever browser, Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer, Edge on a Windows machine. Select that, hit end task. It should all go away and you'll be fine. Yeah. Do not call the numbers. Do not take a number. I just got one that my iCloud account had been compromised mm. and that I needed to call them immediately or they were going to delete all of my iCloud. You need to call the Mac right away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so please be careful out there, people. I just saw something uh, on the news. There's a new Amazon Amazon one where they're sending you emails saying there's an issue with your Amazon order and there's mm. a good chance people have ordered something on Amazon, especially, especially yeah, around the, the holidays. holidays. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so that's why it's becoming more prevalent. Don't contact them. Make sure if you do think there's something wrong, first of all, call us. Sure. Call the not nerd number 608-618-NERD. We're going to scam you. Yeah, much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that because it is, uh, it's happening so often and I keep experiencing it mm-hmm. and it could be a lot worse in both of these cases. It could have been a lot worse than what it was. Well, this is like you see the one cockroach, you know, there's 12,000 yes. sitting in your wall. Exactly. And so you hear these stories occasionally. It's happening all over the place. Yep. 
So. Yeah. Um, one other thing I did want to mention, it is the holidays are coming. Thanksgiving yeah. is this week, tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, which means Black Friday is here mm-hmm. and it's become like Black Quarter. It's like... <laughs> yeah. I think it started at... Uh, October, November, December. It's yeah, like Halloween. a three-month sale now. Um, but Halloween. we have on the Not Nerd, at the top of the Not Nerd site, we have a little Black Friday guide, a couple of the good sites um, where you can go, you can click on things, see some of the deals, see what... And you can always ask us for advice if you're looking at something because a lot of times it's an older model or it's not as good as you think it is. But there are some good deals, too. And there's a lot of sites that spend a lot of time doing that. So we figured we'd put together a little page so you could do that. Um, The other interesting thing, Apple's holiday return policy. Apple, you know, great customer service. They typically have a 14-day return policy on any of their things. Well, they have a holiday return policy, which is just Genius, and I will go ahead and read from their website, and I'll have a link in the show notes. Holiday return policy. Items purchased at the Apple online store that are received between November 14th and December 25th may be returned through January 8th, 2019. Please note that all other terms and conditions provided in the Apple online store sales and refunds policy are still applicable with respect to such items purchased. All purchases made after December 25th are subject to the standard return policy. So January 8th is 14 days after Christmas. Okay. So they realize if you buy something now in November, there's a good chance somebody's not going to open it till Christmas. Mm. And so they give you 14 days from Christmas. Just one of those small things that it's like, that makes so much sense. Because if you bought it now, 14 days after that, by the time somebody opens it, the return policy is off. So I hope more people do that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I was in the Apple store the other day. And there was a person who was trying to return an Apple Watch. They had it for over 30 days. And they're like, here, I want to return this. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. It's past the return. Like, what do you mean? I have this and I want to return it. You give me my money back. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, but no. (laughs) So anyway, the moral of the story is uh, you need to keep track of that. But this good on Apple for understanding that half of these items are going to be stuck in a box for three or four weeks before mm-hmm. they're even open. So, yep. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, a couple follow-up items. Microsoft finally re-released the Windows 10 October 2008 update. They think they've fixed all the problems that it was having. The one that was... files. And... Yeah, deleting your stuff. Okay, yes. that's good that they've fixed that after yeah. a month or so. And it's uh, been a while, but it's time for a little Crypto Watch. Our favorite, so cryptocurrencies, uh, there was a story I saw, the Google's actual G Suite Twitter account Mm -hmm. and some other major Twitter accounts have been hacked recently, and they just put in links for like cryptocurrency scams trying to get people. If you see a tweet from G Suite, um, you're going to think, oh, this must be good, and Mm -hmm. then you click on the link and it's some Bitcoin thing. Like there's an example tweet where it says, G Suite, Google is giving 10,000 Bitcoins to all community which again, the English, Yeah, uh, we decided to make the biggest crypto giveaway in the world. Now you can make payments in G Suite using cryptocurrency. Participate in giveaway. And what it does is either installs a, like a bit miner on your computer or something of the sort, I'm sure. Yes. Watch out for that stuff, the hacking still. That could have been a security story too. But the other story this week was, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was directly related to this. Many factors that uh, Bitcoin plummeted this week. In most cryptocurrencies, as I've said before, they usually tend to follow what Bitcoin does. But it dropped over $1,000 
per Bitcoin. Wow, that's huge. Uh, yeah, so it went from around 6,500 to uh, about 5,500. So that's a big, a big change there, about 20%. Now's the time drop. to buy, right? <laughs> yeah, is that's that what? what you keep telling me. Yeah, no. Um, so I'm looking right now, it's actually dropped another, uh, it's down to 5,000. Yeah, so a, over the last week, it has gone from 6,400. The low was down uh, earlier this morning. It looks like to 4,900 per Bitcoin. And I'm looking at the um, chart, and it was steady across most of the day. And then it kind of had to tick down, and then all of a sudden fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. So they did. It was it had been pretty steady at 6,500. So people were thinking it was kind of evening out. Some of it, tech stocks have had some issues over the last week. There's been some other controversy over some of the splits and stuff they've done with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that I don't follow too quickly, like the uh, the Tron coin that I almost bought in at at eight cents, like back in the rush because yeah. it was going to go so far, is now at uh, one point six cents. Man, so, see now again, you, you could buy it at eight, yeah. eight times cheaper than you could have before. So yes. now's the time. You've got 25 cents laying around. You could yeah, buy, 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 buy a bunch of shares. <laughs> oh, so yeah, cryptocurrency, I I, I don't know where it's going to go. I We do not provide professional financial advice. Nope. Uh, but it has had some issues as of late. I can't even balance my checkbook, so don't listen to me. Please. Yes, but you know where what you can balance every single week. Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. And that is true. So this is a tip that I, I think is not as intuitive, especially when iOS 12 came around, some of these new gestures to move apps around. And, and we sometimes can get confused because there's the 3D touch and then there's the light touch that turns the wiggly icons. And of course, I'm talking about iOS. Yeah. I'm going to give you a tip today that's going to help you manage your hundreds of apps mm. just a little bit better. And it's taken me some time to figure this out. So if you all have your devices in front of you and you're not driving or flying an aircraft or something like that, you can lightly rest your finger on an application on your iOS device and it'll start to go into wiggly jiggly mode, right? And, and let's say you have something on page three that you want to get to page one. Well, you would tap and hold that and then drag it to the left side of your screen and it will page through to the you know, page two. Maybe and then, if you get yeah. it right to the right spot. And let's say you want to do it like on a middle page and it's like, oh, this thing is, oh, and now it just like I dropped it and oh, it's like, where did it go? Did it go in a folder? Did it go back to where it originated? Did it drop on another page? It's madness. Well, one thing you can do to make your life easier is when you select an item, use your other hand and just swipe the screen left and oh. right. I I did not know this, Dave. Thank you. That because yeah. I do struggle. I try to get it over to the edge, and then it pops back or pops doesn't move stuff out of order. Especially if you're going multiple pages. Right. So this is like warp drive for your apps. Instead of moving the app through all the other apps, you just it hovers in space. You move the background. The background moves behind the app, and then when you get to the page you want, you let go. I love it. That's my tip of the week, Nate. And bonus pro tip on this, I think it might have been a tip before. If you are moving multiple apps, yeah. if you hold on the one with your one hand, again, use the other hand, you can tap other apps and it'll group them all together and then you can move them. Yeah, so it puts them in a little stack and then use the tip you just learned to move the entire stack from screen to screen. Yes. Oh, thank you, Dave. You I are welcome. Like 
Well, let's move on to our five takes of the week. This first story, I, I saw it and I was like, well, that's great. Verizon now lets you use up to five numbers on your phone. Yeah. Um, and so this is a service they released. Well, you know what, Nate? My phone has, I have 10 numbers. The area code, the prefix, and then the four. Not those kind of numbers. Okay. We're not moving to five-digit phone numbers. Okay. Um, so what do you mean by 12 Five number lines. Okay, five number lines. So five separate phone numbers on your phone so you can pay an additional amount. Now, as I was reading this, I found that T-Mobile, the service that we use, a couple years ago introduced this service, which I didn't know. (laughs) I saw that in the article, too, and I was like, hmm, maybe I need to do this. Yeah, I'm thinking, why do I need to do this? (laughs) Yeah. So now you might be going, well, why on earth? And the services they'll show you, of course, on their website, Verizon or T-Mobile is why you'd want to. But uh, one of the big ones I see, I know a few people that have a personal phone and a work phone so that they can keep the two separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there are a lot of other – there's a lot of ways to do this. VoIP, Google Voice, we yeah. both use a lot. And that's probably why I, I don't care because I use Google Voice. Yes. Um, but this is a simple way where you know just through your carrier – me with T-Mobile, Verizon with this new service, you could call them up and say, hey, I need a second phone number. Mm-hmm. And you can do text messaging, voicemail. It keeps it all separate through this app. So when you're texting somebody, you get to choose which number you want to send the text from? So the T-Mobile app is called Digits, or the service is called Digits. Okay. And apparently all of your phone numbers are Digits phone numbers. So there's ways where you could log in, like everybody, you could have your phone number and everybody in your family could log into this app and use your phone number. Like if you had an old home phone number or a business mm-hmm. phone number and multiple people want, wanted to use it. Okay. Um, so it, It's like it, a group number. It's a, so you can use it as a group number, but you can log into any device with your same phone number. So... We'll keep it simple. I think if you need, if you have a business number, this might be something to look at so you don't have to carry two devices because that just seems like a hassle. It gets complicated if your business is paying for one, you're paying for one, but you could just yeah. leave your business phone at work and then sign, use this on your personal phone. Turn it off when you don't want to be answering calls. Mm-hmm. Turn it on when you do, uh, which is I, what I do for some contract work that I do. I have a full phone number and extension there, but I only use the app for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use the desk phone because I'm not in the office ever. Interesting. Um, and so I can get those phone calls. And with iOS and Android now, it works a lot more smoothly. It used to be like it'd be this weird notification or you'd always miss the call. It shows as a normal phone call with a little app icon to know that it's coming through that okay. service. So Interesting. Uh, just more of an awareness thing that if you have a need for multiple numbers, take a look at these services. Okay. Your favorite, Facebook. Oh, boy. Have, are they out of business yet? Um, I was listening to a conversation while I was driving here that was talking about uh, the possibilities of that. They had a pretty crazy week. The New York Times came out with a pretty serious article making a lot of claims regarding Russia, elections, mm-hmm. George Soros, different services that Facebook was using, and some very nefarious things. Now, Facebook has come out and said uh, New York Times got it wrong, so – benefit of the doubt. I don't know who is correct, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a lot of people that confirmation bias would like them to believe 
that Facebook is doing very bad things. Yep. And uh, there's people like Mark Zuckerberg who uh, would like to believe that Facebook's doing good things. So along with this story, mm-hmm. they also had some press releases, interestingly enough, last week. Okay. Uh, on the other side of things, one, they did kind of their uh, security and quality report. They removed 1.23 billion pieces of spam last quarter. That's like one piece of spam per person that uses it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the scale. all done, and it, it goes through the other areas, the bullying, the fake accounts, how many fake accounts they've removed, hate speech, all this stuff. So they're they're working on this stuff. Okay. Um, one of the th- things, as I was listening to this conversation on This Week in Tech with a bunch of tech professionals uh, discussing this is – there's Facebook the business, but Facebook is so much more so much bigger than one business can really mm-hmm. I mean they could manage it. It's there's multifaceted. Not, yeah, there's not not a lot of incentive for them to spend all of their money managing it because on the other side there's not a lot of penalties for this stuff. They're there's, they're doing what they there's can. There's no penalties. And it's still so new and it's so huge that it's hard to figure out how to manage a lot of this stuff. Uh, so this report shows how they did. Now, another unrelated press release that happened to come out in this last week uh, was that people have raised over a billion dollars for charity through Facebook. So the where you can mm. do the donate now through, which we've used for Patrick's children. Uh, Patrick uses that to raise money for our Africa trips. Nice. They don't charge uh, fees for it. So it's really a great service. Mm. A billion dollars. It makes it super easy to donate money. So they've done that. And they are also... Now part of kind of a commission to work on opioid abuse. Yeah, I saw and this on the on the headline here. Facebook is working to fight opioid epidemic. Yes. Um, so I haven't brought it up on the podcast. I did some IT work for a recovery and rehab clinic. Uh-huh. Um, and just seeing it, I mean, as a society, I'm not we are... only a client. I'm also <laughs> the tech guy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I checked in and. No, but I mean, as a society, we are really failing people with this opioid crisis, and it's good to see. So this is led by the Center for Safe Internet Pharmacies. Mm. Uh, This coalition will enable us to share best practices and find ways to increase our collective impact to address the crisis, which I love to see. It is just sad how how we're losing people to this uh, these crappy things and and the way we've treated it in the past. So, Mm -hmm. hey. If some good comes out of Facebook uh, getting ripped apart, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on or how much you've looked at all of the stuff going on with Facebook. Well, in light of all the things, good or bad, I I continue to see things like I saw on Reddit last night of a guy who did a screen recording on his iPhone. He was switching apps or something, and a, a Facebook audio thing came up, and then like got disabled and shut off or whatever. And he's like, why is Facebook audio running? I haven't turned on the Facebook app for like a week and all this stuff. And so there was this big discussion and that's why I continue to not put those applications on my phone because whether you prove it or not, there's all these weird inconsistencies. Like I don't, I don't see, um, I don't know, bumper car game, audio popping up like they're stealing the audio and listening. No, it's always Facebook doing this like every single time. And so um, no matter what type of great good they do in the world, I'm always going to be skeptical because of all the seemingly bad things that they contribute to. So I'll continue to hate them. It's okay. 
I, I will give you that. Um, speaking of things we hate, robocallers. A uh, new bill would hit robocallers with up to a $10,000 fine for every call. Thank you very much, yes. government. You are doing something good. I take back everything I ever said about you <laughs> well, as the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet. Not to kind of burst your bubble, but uh, unfortunately, many of these robocalls originate outside the United States. Well, yes. And so, hey, it's great to find somebody who is never going to pay because they yeah. live in another country. But it's about time. The government got tough on these jokers because, yeah. man, makes me angry. Yeah, I saw a report uh, on the local news regarding this, and there was uh, some security company had put out a report that said that they expected, I believe, that next year over 50% of all all phone calls would be robocalls. What do you think would happen if the government instead charged a $10,000 fine to Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint? Do you think this might stop overnight? Mm, yes. It might just stop overnight. Yeah. Well, like we do network firewalls with Consistent Tech. If, yeah. you, if your business needs to tech better, visit ConsistentTech.com. This episode brought to you by <laughs> Consistent Tech, our company. Uh, but like network firewalls, you can turn on geo-blocking yeah. or IP blocking, and they try to keep up with this stuff. The guys, obviously, those robocallers are motivated because people answer the calls of the Microsoft ad and yeah. call them and give them a bunch of money or whatever, their, whatever the uh, scam de jour is. Yeah, but, could I? Is it possible to contact my carrier and say, I do not want to allow any calls originating outside of the United States? In that's my what phone? I was saying. Sorry, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Eh, he can text me. Is and that FaceTime audio would let you do it, but um, the, part of the problem is they'd figure a way around it. They would route through like all the robocalls you get, where it's spoofing a number with like yeah. the first three digits of your phone number, anyways. Um, so keeping on top of it, but there's got to be a way to make it better because it's mm. just not. There is no benefit except for to the bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, driverless cars. We are. We are. I think everybody's like, oh, yeah, the next five to ten years, I think it is going to be here. Well, it's going to be here within months. Uh, Two stories I found this week. The first one, Waymo, which is one of the driverless car. uh, They're going to start driverless car service next month. So it's going to be a very limited, small, uh, I forget where the rollout is, maybe in Arizona. I kind of feel like every time I ride with my daughter, who's a new driver, that it's a driverless car. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo. Um, The other story, which I believe is in Florida, is that Walmart is partnering with Ford and Postmates to test autonomous grocery delivery. Postmates, the people who make those notes, the yellow notes that you write on? Post-it. Well, what is Postmates? Postmates is one of the food delivery services, like uh, Grubhub or Uber. Eats. Why um, is the name of the service not even match what they do at all? Have you seen the internet before, Dave? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so this stuff's coming. I'm excited for it. I do not want to drive anymore. You know how much? How many more posts we could do? We could record the podcast while we're sitting yeah. in our driverless car going around town. How many levels of Candy Crush farther down the road could oh, you be? 
thousands. Thousands of levels. I love it. Um, This next one was an interesting story. I haven't seen the updates. Supposedly, there was a woman who was arrested arrested as the driver in a shooting. Okay. I thought you were going to say a driver in a driver's car. And I'm (laughs) like, is it my my daughter's involved? (laughs) What? In Sherwood, Oregon. Uh, No. So she was arrested. She was released. Now, they took her phone into custody mm-hmm. because they thought there would be some information, evidence about the shooting. Right. Now, the story goes that this woman, genius, <laughs> I don't know which uh, tech podcast she's listening to, <laughs> must have been not nerd, because she, while they had her phone in evidence, supposedly wiped her phone remotely using yeah, iCloud. That's great. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. And you see the picture of her. She's got the bright pink hair. And, and of course, they're mad at her. But it's like, uh, that's her right to do so, yeah. I suppose. So I think they, they, they say, charge her with obstruction of justice. I, tampering but, with evidence, I think. Yeah, that, that yeah. tampering with evidence. Yeah. So I guess there is some policy. But yeah. she made the right move because mm. uh, that could be a lot more incriminating than uh, the results of tampering with evidence. Hey, all of you people out there who are in – industrious and ingenious, you should create a little shortcut app mm. that you, let's say you have an iPad and a phone and you get back home and the little shortcut will just automatically remote, remote wipe your yes. other device. I yes. wonder if you could do that. Uh, and a bonus pro tip. So the same neighbor that had the Microsoft thing, mm-hmm. he made a genius move and went, got his first ever iPhone. <laughs> what did that was a genius move? He asked me about it. And we were talking about between the 10R and the 10S. He went with the 10R. I figured, you know, if saving a couple hundred dollars is worth it to you. If Dave Baylor can use a 10R. I told him that. I said, my podcast co-host, (laughs) because obviously they don't listen to the podcast based Mm. on the Microsoft story. I hope that changes. But anyways, he got all the stuff from his Android phone onto his iPhone 10R, And he's like, how do I delete duplicate contacts? There's four copies of all my contacts in my phone. I'm like, okay, that could probably happen. Yeah. Transferring that data. Well, I looked into it a little bit. There's a kind of, there's a couple apps that can manage contacts and you can do it online. Well, one of the ways that I found, if your contacts are synced to iCloud, Mm -hmm. you can log in on a computer on iCloud.com and you can select multiple at a time and delete them a billion times faster than doing it on your phone. So if you have extra contacts, if you want to clean up your contract contacts, go on a computer, go to iCloud.com, log in with your Apple ID. Mm -hmm. You can go to contacts in there and you can clean them all up a lot quicker that way. So that's, I've got an additional, additional. Wow. This is the pro tip (laughs) episode of the year. This is black Friday. Come early. It is free bonus tips. Well, if you have a Mac, uh, which is, Gentlemen may not, but you can just open up the contacts application yes. on your Mac, which is synced to iCloud, presumably, and there's a duplicate finder built into the contacts True. app there. So True. anyway, there are multiple ways yes. to take he, care of this. He does not have a Mac. Yeah. He is on a Windows machine. So, so your tip of, of in the cloud at iCloud.com is a much more universal yes. tip. Uh, security story of the week. Uh, one of our favorite topics, the article is titled, who are period tracking apps really built for? Uh, uh, what? I <laughs> so, did not read this, but then I clicked <laughs> on the link. You probably didn't need to. So there are a lot of apps out there for health. We talk about health on the Apple Watch, on the iPhone. Now, there are health issues that you and I do not – well, 
we do deal with. We do not personally, <laughs> internally deal with. We deal with in presence. Um, but the women's cycle is one of those things. Menstruation cycle is what I prefer to call okay, it. Okay, the menstruation cycle. So Vox did some research on some of these, and there's been a lot of investment in these apps. So they're like, why is everybody investing? Well, companies are getting a lot of health data sold to them by these apps because if you can advertise towards women on specific days of the month or specific times or if specific things aren't happening with their bodies anymore, yeah. um, that the, can be very helpful. The the uh, The first sentence of this article, a cartoon cloud told me I might be pregnant. <laughs> yes. Very funny. Uh, yes, and there's some good ones like – when Chelsea was pregnant, that tracks the baby and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they're not going to be coming after you directly. I, I don't think it's more generalized. I think the health data. I was listening to a unrelated discussion about health data mm-hmm. um, that companies are getting, and Google had bought a company that got had a lot of health data and what they were using it for, and a lot of what they use it for is advertising. Yeah, um, but it's big pools of data. Uh, where it not necessarily they're not selling hopefully uh, mm-hmm. very often your name your address your Facebook account related to your monthly cycle. Well, there will come a time in the future. Hopefully, it's a long way away where uh, the medical industry and the insurance companies and the government are in collaboration to kind of basically take away any and all health rights that you have, where oh, I ate a cheeseburger, your insurance rates went up and you don't get a government subsidy because you did that or whatever. That future is coming, a little dystopian. But in the meanwhile, technology can really help people and help us to live longer and make our lives much more enriched and enjoyable. And so I see this uh, honeymoon phase in between where all this technology about our bodies and our health and all these things kind of come to a culmination point where they're just helping us tremendously. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my Apple Watch told me that I uh, I have early signs of cancer. Go get it taken care of. Oh, my whatever app told me that not only am I pregnant, but I'm deficient in broccoli or whatever. <laughs> yes. And so I need to eat more broccoli. So yeah. I think these things are going to come sooner than later, and they're going to be a revolutionary uh, thing. But I do, I am a little fearful that in the distant future, this could be abused because yeah. if anything can be made bad, people will make it bad. Uh, that is true. Uh, in the article, it talks about one app called I Am a Man, which allows men to track uh, multiple females' cycles. <laughs> in this story, they're spinning See it what to I'm, case in points having multiple girlfriends. Yeah. But it would just be if you had, say, a daughter and a wife, it might be helpful just so you get a little reminder that, well, you know, hey, bring home some flowers. No, you, you or know, go away for the weekend. You know when to schedule your fishing trip. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting read. Vox. Uh, does some pretty good coverage. Um, take it all with a grain of salt as far as what the real effects of it are. Uh, but one thing that you found, our bonus odd take of the week, another Kickstarter project, which, uh, oh boy, quick sidestep, my Kickstarter project that's like two years old. The one that you subscribe to, not one that you produce. Yes. Yeah. It is, they, 
I got an update that they are shipping. They've started shipping. Is this the, the cooler orders. thing? No, it is not the cooler. <laughs> uh, I did not have enough money to buy that one. It was a. It's actually a um, light, a camera light, oh, uh, yeah. and I'm very excited to get it. And they're actually they're doing it right. They're giving us some of the upgrades from the original campaign so you get some mm-hmm. extra stuff since it took them an extra year and a half to send it. Yeah. But you found a very cool, very interesting Kickstarter that I will not be backing. Yes. Tell us more. I could not believe this thing actually exists. Now, Leonardo da Vinci was not only my favorite... A fav- Teenage Mutant... N- 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Could start over because I couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. How are those drugs? So Leonardo da Vinci is not only my favorite... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He's also this incredibly intelligent inventor that lived over 500 years ago. Yeah. This guy was 500 years. Wow. I know. Even today, people have enough technology to actually make some of the things that he invented on paper. And one of these things is incredible. And I don't know if he ever built it or not, but it is this crazy uh, clockwork type robot machine that resembles a record player. With mm-hmm. a stylus. And mm. imagine the stylus being on an arm and the record player being a intricately shaped uh, record that is on gears and all this weird stuff. And what happens is when you crank this machine, the stylus uh, interacts with the wobbly shaped record and it draws a picture on a piece of paper. It's pretty impressive. I, I'm like... My mind still cannot comprehend this thing. Yes. But go ahead and take a look at it. It's called Drawmation, and they've got $14,000 pledge for these. You can get them in different styles, kind of like a uh, Renaissance fair skull-type looking thing, or you you can get it like in a robot, a cute robot-looking thing, these little themes that they'll put on it. But they're just made out of... Uh, laser cut wood and you assemble them at home but you get these discs and i suppose if you had the wherewithal you could create your own oh yeah you could program your own disc but the the significance of this is that this piece of wood that has shapes around it that is data this is a computer yeah it's reading data off a disk and translating it to a picture on a piece of paper, just like your home computer yeah. can print an image. It is amazing that this thing was invented 500 years ago. Yeah. It's kind of like the spirograph, if you remember that, where you had the disk and you yeah. pin and it just made the nice design. This actually draws pictures of flowers, of faces, of swans, of all this stuff. It, Anything. It's pretty cool. So you can get into it uh, right now about $100 for the lowest price one. But I, I could see if you're an engineer, a fan of Da Vinci or something that you would really be uh, really be excited about having yeah. one of these around. And there's software. Uh, I think that I don't know if it's available to users or not, but you could conceivably program these things to print anything you want. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Fun stuff. You know what else is fun stuff? Our picks yeah, yeah, yeah. of the week. So I struggled a little bit about finding a pick of the week, and you mentioned the 10R. I don't know if I've ever made that my pick of the week, but we'll talk about the 10R later as I've gotten more time to use it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I have been using for a long time is a Macintosh, and I've accumulated mm. a lot of files over yes. the years. And one thing that I've also done is duplicated many of those files, and I find myself having to run out to the store occasionally and buy a new hard drive because I'm running out of space. 
So how do you find all these duplicate photos, duplicate files? Well, one of the best ways that I have found is using a program called Gemini, and they're on version 2. So my pick of the week is Gemini 2 from MacPaw. And coincidentally, these are also the people who are responsible for SetApp. Yes. So if you are a set app subscriber where you pay $10 a month for a suite of applications, which are getting added to all the time, you will get Gemini for free. If you're not a set app subscriber, you can uh, get on your Mac, go to the Mac app store and download Gemini 2 for free with a $20 in-app purchase. And the, what the in-app purchase does is it automatically selects and deletes the duplicates for you or whatever. Otherwise, you have to go through individually and, and mark them and stuff. Just a little but look behind the curtain. I do that anyway. I never trust the, the automatic thing uh, because I do a lot of video files. And so the same file might be referenced various places. So I don't just want to willy-nilly delete yeah. stuff yeah. out of a project or something like that. But for most common people who use computers normally uh, and they have files strewn about, Gemini 2 is a great uh, file duplication finder. And it looks inside your iPhoto library as well and can find not only duplicates, but photos that look very similar. Yeah. And so you might find a way to to recapture a lot of space on your hard drive. And they do have an iOS app as well. Okay. Um, that is separate from everything you talked about. But Great. Uh, if you only use an iPhone, you can do that or if you need to free up some space. Uh, my pick of the week is the... Bluetooth digital body fat scale from Greater Goods Body Composition Monitor and Smart Scale and with secure connected solution for your data, including BMI, body fat, muscle mass, and water weight. Wowzers. And I'm going to let you know I have not looked at this ah, link great. yet. So, I, as many of you know, through my PDX Fast Foodie, I've been sharing, I've been doing the no sugar, no grains diet mm -hmm. for um, about two and a half months, coming up on three months. How are um, you surviving wonderfully never been better uh i have had some carbs over the time not much sugar uh, but i did pass 30 pounds last week of weight that i have lost wow um that's like a child yes so it is um so we had a bathroom scale that mm -hmm. uh we purchased i believe a decade ago it was like the 15 dollar target one mm-hmm it was okay, but I would get on it and go, I should be lighter than that. Get off, get back on. I'd get different weights every time. It was yeah. just not very good. So I'm like, you know what? Technology has come a little ways in 10 years. Let's see what's <laughs> on Amazon. So I started chopping around. I found a couple. There's some ones that you pay you know, quite a bit of money for, but there's a lot of ones that are Bluetooth scales. Yeah. Now, part of my pick is this company, uh, Greater Goods, um, and it's also Weight Gurus is the app. So it has an mm. app on your phone. So I had clicked around to 10 different ones researching these. I found one. I was like, well, this one's $19.99. I'm going to order it. So I click, order it from Amazon. It comes. And I'm like, got the app on my phone. And I'm like clicking on it. I'm like, okay, how do we? I had ended up on one that did not have Bluetooth. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So that gives you a little pricing anchor. But I wrote to the company because they're like, any questions, a little insert in the box. Yeah, why is this saying have Bluetooth? Yeah, I, was, I wrote to the company and they're like, I go, actually, I was looking for this model. I ordered this model. You know, just. <laughs> I have a sorry, podcast, you is know. There, you know, <laughs> should I do a refund through Amazon? Is there anything I can do? And so they send an email back pretty quick. And they were like, hey, you know what? We'll uh, just keep that one and get the new one, 
and uh, give that one to somebody else. So I'm actually going to Oh, they have, just refunded you the money. Yeah, I've got a write-up on the site about a little bit about the scale. And if you uh, like or comment on that post, I'm going to give away that scale to you. It doesn't have Bluetooth, but it is still a very nice uh, digital scale. Man, so, I and might then need they, to write a, a post because I yeah, need one of those. I, I went and commented right a, or uh, ordered the new one right away. On Amazon, because I'm like, okay, these guys are great. They're taking good. And she goes, oh, and we'll give you a 20% off coupon to buy the new one. Wow. So I ended up spending less on the Bluetooth one. And then I got the got to keep the old one. They put some little tattoos in the, like temporary tattoos in the box that say, hey, share on social media. So this company's doing a great job. That's the app works great. well. The scale works great. It's a huge improvement. I'm not using all the features it has. Um, I kind of gave you some clues there, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would you pay for a Bluetooth uh, body fat scale from Greater Goods? Well, are we talking about the non-Bluetooth one or the Bluetooth the one? The Bluetooth one. Okay, the Bluetooth one, because that's can add a, a couple cents to the manufacturing of this thing. So I'm going to go with this. This is a this is a $59 product, uh, and that's what I was seeing on a lot of the ones. But this one with the great customer service, twenty four ninety five. What? Yeah, that is I mean, so it was cheap. like a no brainer. And all you, all I do, I can go. Um, look at my phone and say, hey, lady, uh, open Weight Gurus. The yeah. app opens. I step on the scale. It sends the data. It puts it right into the Apple Health app, so it tracks all my weight, gives me the chart. This doesn't cost much more than that software that I said that deletes yeah. uh, duplicates. Yeah, and this deletes pounds. The one problem <laughs> was the new scale was a pound heavier than that made me a pound he- it was more accurate, okay. a pound heavier than the old scale. I did a bunch of testing on it. So I went back a pound, but it was so worth it to have this awesome scale. So uh, this would be a great Christmas gift for somebody that needs to I have a point of cl- interest in tracking their weight. A point of clarification you may or may not know. What happens if you have multiple members? It senses. You can have, I, I believe on this one, I looked at so many different models uh, that you can have like up to six people uh, that it'll track it'll try to track automatically i'm guessing if the people are the exact same weight um but yes i believe this one does have that feature well i guess uh, if you have your app open it knows yes. it's your so maybe that's how this one the other one that wasn't bluetooth had that feature so maybe this one doesn't because you'd have your app open yeah um okay well anyway. i love data and this is a really great easy way to get that data and so he loves you too so check out the post on the show notes. Okay, that is enough picks of the week. Uh, no new iTunes reviews. Please go check out the Patreon. Look at the different levels of how you can support us in helping you tech better. Um, we've still got those two Patreon Patreons, two great people. Uh, we're bringing in that $2 a month from uh, Mr. David Baller, yes. I believe it is, and a Mrs. Chelsea Hioth. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for your support. Give the gift of patronizing us. Wait, is that how it's supposed to go? I don't know. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Oh, I got it. It's Christmas season, right? Yeah. Give the gift of supporting a podcast to your loved one. Hey, what, honey, what did you get me this year? I gave you the Patreon subscription to the podcast. Yeah. And your loved one will be like, that's exactly what I wanted. That and a Bluetooth scale. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's no communication here at all. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Get out there and tech better.
kind of oats do you like to eat? Shown oats? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 